Hey mommies, my name is Lori and this is the Midnight Mommy Podcast. What up, what up, what up? This your girl Lori and this is the Midnight Mommy Podcast where we dive into the dark moments of motherhood in light of who we are in Christ. So last episode, we scratched the surface about what it looks like to truly be a daughter to God. Um, and we also talked about, you know, just kind of quitting <laughs> and why we keep on quitting when the Lord has us to do something. And then we're like, this is a lot. I just, I don't see what's the point of this. And, you know, just our expectations not being met and all the things. And basically I was saying, well, maybe we wouldn't necessarily quit if we truly understood what it meant to just go to God like a child and tell him, I don't understand what this is. Can you explain this? You know, to fully have a meltdown in his presence and then allow him to love on you and then to lead you and guide you in what it is that he even called you to do, right? So we're just going to stay right there. I think these last couple of days, it's really been difficult for me. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I have found myself in some spaces where I'm like, okay, God, I know that this is what you've called me to do, right? I'm doing it. But then I find myself sitting and procrastinating in the thing that he told me to do. Or I find myself hesitating when I'm making decisions along the way. And so I hear myself saying, God, I have no idea what I'm doing. This feels hard. I don't understand why I have to do it. Like all the things. And in all actuality, the Lord is just sitting there like, okay, but when did you come to talk to me about it? There go that S on the chest situation. A lot of times we feel like, okay, I, I the Lord said it, you know, I got to get it done. And it's a, it's a lot like how we were as kids. Like if our parents told us to do something, and I don't know about you, because some of us, listen, if we could be honest, we was, we was the rebellious ones. We was like, yeah, you told me to do it, but that don't mean I'm going to do it right now. Okay? Like, well, for me, I don't know. Listen, my mom was scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, I love my mother to pieces, but baby, she had a way of being like, if you want me to check you, I will. So I wasn't trying to push her, okay? Listen, my mom was whole Haitian out here. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get on the other side of her. Okay. So when she told me to do something, nine times out of 10, I did it when she told me to do it because I didn't like to be in trouble. Right. I really didn't like to be in trouble. And I realized that that same feeling of, I don't like being in trouble. That literally has translated in my relationship with God, but it's, it's, it's almost to the point where I feel like I need to perform in the sense of if God tells me to do something, I have to get it done. It needs to be done like this. And if I feel like I'm not adequate enough to do it, I feel like I'm going to fail. And I'm like, that's crazy because I've never viewed myself as a perfectionist. I've always looked at myself like, okay, I was meticulous. Like if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, this gets done. Right? Like, you know, steps. 
I'm a, I'm a very step-oriented person. If you give me instructions to get something done, please give me direct instructions about what it is that you want me to get done. But the thing is, coming into the space of my life where I am now, it's almost like God just kind of dismantled that whole thing. Because you can't, there's no way that you could walk in faith and, and feel like, oh, I need, I need to have all the steps before I make a move. That's not faith, right? Faith now is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things that you can't see. So you're not going to always get all the steps to what it is that God is calling you to do. That, that, that's not how faith works. That's not how this walk in Christ works, right? This walk in Christ truly works just by us coming to a place where we realize, okay, God, I am your child, right? You are going to tell me something to do, and then I'm just going to move my feet to do it. Along the way, I can ask you like, I could even ask you before I start. So how how does this look to you? Like, what do you want me to do about it? And God will give you that. But it's when we get into the mode of, okay, God told me to do this. Well, how do I want to build it? What do I want it to look like? And we start to do it. And then it doesn't pan out how we think or or it's not coming together like we want it. And then we're just like, this isn't going to work. Why would you tell me to do this? I'm building all the things. I'm doing all the things. But now it feels like, well, this was in vain. And God is like, well, I mean, you asked me, I told you, but then you assumed that it was for this purpose and it was never for that purpose. So now you're looking at me and I'm looking back at you and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then you put it down. Well, sis, essentially now you've become disobedient. So that very thing that, oh, I want to please God. I want to do what he, you know, told me to do. That thing becomes, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want to do that because it no longer serves me. It doesn't look like what I thought it wanted to look like. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. Forget it. And if we could be honest, we do that a lot. And, and, and this is for the ones who overachieve as well. You know, you know who you are. The ones who are goal oriented, you have checklists, but you don't know how to slow down. You don't know how to pull back. You don't know what rest looks like. Listen, when the Lord gives you something and then he tells you to rest, those are in part of the instructions too. That's for you to take a step back as well. You can't pick and choose how you show up at a thing. Because essentially, if you really, really think about it, you also find yourself in a place of quitting. Yeah, quitting to listen. <laughs> it's a, I'm, listen, as as simple as it gets. If I was a little kid and I looked at it like that, I would look at it like, yep, you're quitting to listen. Like you're, you are not trying to listen. Essentially, you're still being disobedient. And then you wonder why the, the assignment and the plate feels a little bit heavier. Well, because you didn't listen when the Lord said pull back and when he said rest. But I digress. I digress. There was a scripture that I was reading this morning and it was... Um, Proverbs 1, verse 7, and this is in the Passion Translation, right? It says, we cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge, right? I was sitting there thinking to myself, um, I'm like, you know, many of us, we want to walk in wisdom, you know, like Solomon. But the Bible tells us that the beginning of what, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And I'm sitting there like, okay, God, what does that even look like to you? 
And when the Bible talks about fear, the Bible's not talking about, oh my God, it's a great big mean God. Like I can't, no, that's not the fear that it's talking about. It's talking about a reverential fear. It's talking about honor, right? So I'm going to tell on myself. A little while back, I got to a place in the Lord where I was like, Lord, something needs to change. I was really tired of how my life was going. And I was like, God, something has to change. Like something needs to shake. What are we doing? What are you doing? Like, why am I going through this? All the things. And it wasn't until I got to a place where, well, really what it was that I said to God was, I said, listen, I'm not going to. I'm not going to have one foot in and one foot out. Like I said, I'll give you my life. We're going to do this. Okay, cool. Bet. But the thing about it is this is this. I don't like this. I don't like what this feels like. I said, and the only reason why I'm even saying it to you, I'm not coming to you complaining. I'm saying it because I truly just don't know what to do. So here in this particular space, I'm not going to hold you. Either something shifts or I leave. Because I'm not about to play in your face. I'm not about to say, oh, I love God, but then I'm not living for you. Or I'm doing it half-heartedly and then, you know, it is what it is. I just couldn't see myself doing that. I've experienced the power of God. I witnessed the miracles of God in other people's lives, in my own, with my children, all the things. So there was no way that I was about to say, okay, well, I know God, but I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing. There was no way that I was going to do that. So I was like, listen, either something's going to shake or I'm going to walk completely away. Like there's no half stepping for me. I'm just going to leave. And it was so crazy because one day I was in church and I felt like this was a kind of a low place that I was at. And I go up for the altar call and somebody who doesn't know me, who's never prayed for me before, you know, they said something like this. They were like, "Um, you can't afford to give up now. Like you can't afford just to turn away now. And, um, And they made a mention of suffering well. They made a mention of, you know, the Lord being pleased that I had suffered well. See, listen, long suffering is a fruit of the spirit, guys. Yes, people talk to us about giving our lives to Christ and all the things, but sometimes they don't talk about the moments where it feels like, bro, I don't want to do this. The assignment is wild. Why do I have to go through this? Right? They don't talk about the times where, you know, You have to deal with the person who absolutely hurt you. You have to forgive them. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about, you know, the assignment of ministering to the, let's say, for example, I'm not talking about myself, but let's let's say, for example, you were married before and then you have your ex and their significant other, and now you minister to them. They don't talk about the weight of what that looks like. They don't talk about, right, when the Lord says, hey, I want you to stand for your your marriage. I want you to stand for your spouse. Meanwhile, you're whole divorced, and they done remarried, but the assignment doesn't change. See, we do this thing where we're like, well, you know what? God would never, God doesn't. First of all, let's dispel that whole thing because God had Hosea go out here marrying a ho-ho, okay? Gomer out here, she was a whole prostitute. He told him, hey, this I want you to go marry, take her as your wife, 
All right. He let him know what it was about, what it looked like, all of that. Why? Because he wanted to show Hosea what the children of Israel were like to him and how they acted. This is no different. I want to say even with Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, he had a whole wife. God said, hey, she going to die. You could mourn her death, but she going she gonna to die. You also going to walk out in the in the street naked. Okay? Like these are the things that he had the prophets do. So when people say, "Well, God would never want you to stay in a relationship or or a marriage and it looks like that and he's not." First of all, stop trying to blanket what God would do. At the end of the day and at the core of it all, God knows our hearts. So he knows what we're capable of. He knows the assignment right? All he wants us to do is be the children in the situation, obedient and grow wing in him. (laughs) I was about to say grow in something else, but seriously though, but growing in him, he wants us to continually to grow in him. And some of us just have given up because it didn't work out how we wanted it to. It didn't, it doesn't look like how we want it to. We started and we stopped. And then we refuse to talk to him because we have brought the same traumas that God has already made the way to heal, right? He has definitely, the the stripes on his back, right? The stripes that he took on his body, the, the blood that was shed is for our healing. He took upon himself chastisement for our peace. So we don't have to be bound by the matters of the heart. We don't have to be bound by the stuff that was done to us, right? By people in our family, friends, who whatever that looks like to you. We are no longer bound because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So if there's anything that you're dealing with that's condemning you to a place where you don't even want to talk to God, just know you're not showing up as a daughter. You're not showing up as a child of God. You don't really understand what that looks like. And you're not alone because I didn't fully understand what that looked like. And if I could be honest, I still struggle with going to God and having these conversations. But then I also had to rethink about what it looks like to have a relationship with him in this season of my life. Like there was a season where I used to just, I used to come home, sit on the side of my bed, read the Bible, read the Bible, and then just sit there and like spend time with him, spend time with him. And I'm just sitting here like, wow, you know. But what happened to that? How come How come I don't do that anymore? And I realized that, sis, you're not where you used to be. That was when, you know, your husband wasn't, he wasn't there. He was deployed or wherever he was in the military and you, and you didn't have no kids. So you had the freedom to do that. It was undevoted, you know, undivided attention, just strictly devoted time with God. That's really what that was. But then I realized just even as I got older and I began to have kids and, you know, everybody's under the same roof now, I had to kind of switch up what that looked like. When they were little, yes, I still had that time, right? But then as I as I had more kids and more responsibility and more things to do, more stuff on my head, I had to reimagine what that looked like for me. And it became, hey, I'm in the car, I'm driving, 
Lord, I thank you. You know, like, uh, listen, I might be doing something else. I'm going to play the Bible through my phone. Like I had to reimagine what it looked like for me in this season without condemning myself for not spending time with him or allowing the enemy to condemn me for not, you know, spending this uh, perceived structured time with God. Like, listen, your, your relationship with God needs to be a continual conversation all throughout your day. Even if that looks like, hey, I'm going to read for 15 minutes. I'm going to read for a half an hour, but I'm going to chew on that thing all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what God is looking for. But that's also not overthinking it and just being like a child. So, listen, even with my kids, my kids will come in. Mom, can I watch a show? Can I do this? Can I, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want you to do first. I want you to go just take 10 minutes and read or just go read a scripture and then ask God, how do I act this out in my everyday life? Teach me how to be like what the word says, right? And just take that time. That might take them all of five minutes. And and you know what? It's funny because they'll do it just to check it in the box. Okay, mom, I did what you said, you know? And then it's like in your head, you're like, well, are they even learning anything? And if I could be honest, over time, depending on how they respond to other people and, you know, whatever different situations that they're in, you will see that those little two to five minutes that they took to read or whatever, or to meditate on the scripture, whatever the case may be, it does translate. It does get deep down on the inside of them. Like, and you know what? The funny part is I try something different with my kids where I gave them a scripture. They needed to memorize the verse. They needed to ask the Lord how to, you know, teach me how to be that way in my everyday life. And then I sent them out my room. I did it individually. So they weren't in a group. Do you know that later on in that day, maybe a little bit after that, they were all in the room and I could hear them talking about, well, my verse is this. And this is what this says. This is what I was praying about. And I'm just sitting here like, okay. I'm like, okay, God, sometimes as moms, we overthink stuff because we're so used to making sure everything is running in tip top shape, but we don't have to do all the things when it comes to just being daughters to God. It doesn't have to be that way at all. Literally, it just has to be us willingly sitting before the Lord, not having all the answers not being perfect, willing to rest, right? And willing to be loved on. And for some of us, we've been hurt for so long that we don't even know what that looks like to allow that type of love to permeate our very being. And I guarantee you it translates into other relationships as well. It's not just a relationship with, with between you and God. I know about... Because I struggle in that area, I also struggle in some of the things that I've dealt with just over the past couple of years, past few years, I struggle with showing up in a very vulnerable space when it comes to my kids. Like, I love on them, but I noticed that a lot of times the hugs are not deep and affectionate. They're just like, oh, okay, you're hugging me now, get off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you're doing too much. But I realized even yesterday I was dealing with one of my kids and he had a complete meltdown. 
and I'm just like, okay, I want you to just sit in here with me. And he was sitting in there, but the whole time he's just like, why I have to be in here? I don't want to be in here. And essentially he was manifesting. And I was just sitting there like, okay, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, but I could also, it was weird because I could also hear what the spirit was saying behind what it was that he was saying. Like it wasn't him. It was something else. And I'm like, Lord, in my mind, I'm talking to God now. And I'm like, God, I don't really know how to handle the situation. I'm like, but I don't really know what that looks like. And I remember at one point, I just I just stood up. And I don't know what I was going to do. I don't know if I was going to go grab the door or like the handle of the door or something like that. And he just like beelines and hugs me in this tight hug. And I could feel whatever I was holding on to just kind of like begin to melt after a while. And I was like, wow, I really don't give these deep affectionate hugs. And I have a hard time doing it. Why is that? Like, it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, okay, God. And who knows? If I'm being honest, maybe just taking that time and allowing God to really love on me, like love on me in those areas that have been like wounded before, even though I've given them to him, maybe, just maybe it will really transform how I show up as a mother. I think there's a lot of burdens that keep me from showing up as freely as I used to as a mother. And I'm not saying that my kids are a burden or, you know, a hindrance or anything like that. It's it's literally just the weight of the assignments and the circumstances that surround my life. And I think for many of us, it's the same thing. It just translates uh, differently with our relationships with our kids. But it also, you know, just also shows us how we are with God. So. And just so we're clear, for some of you who actually do spend time with God, ask yourself too, how do I show up as a daughter? Am I always complaining? Am I always whining? Am I doing all the talking but no listening? Because that also is a manifestation of some of the traumas and the burdens that you carry. And still and truly, you may still have a problem just being a kid, just showing up as a daughter in the presence of God. So those are my thoughts on that. So I love you all. And I pray that, you know, you guys definitely have or rather take that time to really just allow God to love on you. And to really speak to the depths of your soul where you've been kind of like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. This is not what I thought. And I really just don't know what to say to you. Just take the time and just listen. So until next time, bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Midnight Mommy. Please visit LaurieOsborne.com on the Heart to Heart blog for more nuggets of encouragement. And until next time, don't be afraid to face those dark moments of motherhood because you are who you are in Christ. <laughs>